The Drew and Fuse Show The Drew and Fuse Show They clean up nicely It's the Drew and Fuse Show The Drew and Fuse Show The Drew and Fuse Show Yeah, they clean up Hey, Drew Pierce here from Long Beach, California. And I am not Fusomania from Cincinnati, Ohio. And let me tell you something about me that really burns my ass recently. And it's tipping. Have you ever been through a drive-thru where they're sticking their head out the window with the card reader and they're trying to get you to leave a tip on the drive-thru? Pisses me off, man. I'm with you. You know, though, I went through Jack in the Box to this morning for a breakfast, Sammy, because I'm fat. Guess what? No tip. So why why should I tip her, the Starbucks lady, and not the Jack in the Box lady, who's probably, let's be honest, working three times as hard? Hey, listen, I don't make the rules. I just tip by the rules, I guess. I don't know. So the Starbucks people get it, but the, the Jack in the Box people don't. If you guys are just tuning in, Drew, in a, la a couple episodes ago, just went in on uh, how he hates tipping and how the world is now. Everybody in the United States is getting tipped, and he just wants things to cost what they cost. Just build the tip in if that's what it, if that's what it takes. If the coffee is now $7, he's fine with it, as long as he doesn't have to tip. Don't put that dumb little logo on where I have to decide whether it's 10 15 or 50% tip. There it is. Uh, if you're booking Drew for a wedding here soon, don't give him a tip. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just goes to show I don't expect a tip, and it's not on my form to before I, I do any service or before I've tasted the fucking coffee that I get a tip, right? Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, do you bring um, like a bell or something with you that you set up behind your DJ booth that you ring if, if the couple gives you a tip? Bing! We got a winner. <laughs> if not, I think that's something you could charge. You could charge extra for. You yeah, know, like an upsell for a wedding is the the tip bell. Anytime somebody tips, you, you just ring it. <laughs> be a huge, be a huge hit with the kids. These yeah, days. and they have to pay you to bring it. So it's like the, the it's all the stuff. You know, it's amazing. Let's put anyway, my Venmo my my Venmo barcode out so they could scan. I'm it telling you, there you go. Tip. You just yeah. got a giant, like, you know, in your toad booth, maybe just the whole front of the toad booth, the TV is just your Venmo and like yeah. you're at the wedding and you're like, just pay me, pay me more. <laughs> it can, it can scroll through Venmo, Zelle, cash app, actual cash, my checking routing number. Yeah. I think that would be good. I think it would be good if you just gave out all that information. I think people would yeah. uh, definitely be willing to give you the money <laughs> anyway if, if if you're into saving money we have a couple things here that can do that for you one would be using the promo code drew and fuse show at directmusicservice.com it'll save you 30 percent off your first month of activation that is promo code drew and fuse show also if you're into saving money and you have a beard you can go over to Briggs Beard Company and you could save 20% off your order by using promo code DAFS, D-A-F-S. And uh, if you want your beard looking nice and smooth, 
Drew's going to demonstrate it for you here on how to do it. That's the drops of Jupiter all over his face. Some people pay big money for that, like I said. Anyway, Briggs Beard Company. No nitroglycerin included. Uh, also, if you're interested in turning your parties up to an 11, we suggest that you check out Club Cannon. And the link below in the video description will get you $25 off your purchase of $250 or more. Your party will never be an 11 unless you have a Club Cannon. With that being said, we have a nice guest for you guys today. You're probably very familiar with him already. If you are a fan of DMS and you've used the promo code, you might have seen his face on the site before. Uh, you might have heard his voice uh, on the site before. He is one-third of the 5 on 5 podcast. He's a Las Vegas resident DJ. He started the Paradise Fever Disco Party. He's been DJing a little here at On the Record or Off the Record. I can't remember what it's called. But he's been playing with the Anderson Pack, who's been doing some stuff there. Been doing vinyl sets, which is pretty cool. Uh, please help us welcome Neek Lopez. What's up, guys? How are you? Thanks What's for having up? me. Thank you for being here. Yo. Do you yes. need some Briggs Beard Beard Company uh, like oil for your stash? I was just yeah. thinking if they, um, I, I, I imagine it's going to work just as well on a mustache as a full beard. Your guys' beards look great. I can't, I can't grow all that. So, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think this is like some, I think there's a mustache. Uh, oh, there's a mustache specific. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's you, the one we need. Twirl it out. Twirl you know what show him, Do you have the chapstick holder? I think you need oh, to show him that. that. Look at look at this. This is the freshest thing ever. It's a tool belt chapstick holder. Oh, you can attach like it to your that. belt. Like you know, I could use something like that because I am an avid chapstick user. I pride myself on never losing chapsticks. I finish them always. And I Dang. will lose my that's mind. That's an accomplishment. I, yeah commitment issues where i don't have any i'm <laughs> you have a specific brand that i go to uh blue moisturizing chapstick or just regular black like just the original but no flavors no but it has to be chapstick brand hmm. um i don't mess with the medicated like ones like burt's bees and things like that i feel like they make Dang. it worse uh, chapstick is one of those things like it's like eye drops. Once you start using it, it's it's you're stuck. There's no going. Yeah, back. and I I don't think I can ever not use it. And if I use any other kind, it like fucks with me. But like if I don't have my chapstick for like ten minutes, I'm <laughs> ten minutes. Like I will lose my mind. <laughs> I, I feel so, like SpongeBob out of water. What? <laughs> how do we feel about making eye contact while applying chapstick? It's very intimate. <laughs> It's an experience. <laughs> so if you're gonna do that, you need to know that there's gonna be repercussions. You're going to get a reaction. So I mean, you just gotta choose if you're ready for that. Be it positive or negative. You know, you might make somebody uncomfortable, or you might arouse someone. So you just gotta be ready. A lot of responsibility comes with eye contact. <laughs> I just feel like anytime I put on chapstick electric light orchestra is going to play and I'm going to be like Steve Buscemi and Billy Madison. And it's going to be like, yeah, doobie doobie wop. Do I do it? And I have like a, I, I have a, um, I have a certain way of doing it too. Like I don't, I'm not just like a top bottom slip swap. I'm two to three times bottom lip. And then I do the, the rub together. 
So like, if I'm doing it and looking at you, you're watching me. <laughs> like I'm doing a lot of smooching, like facial expression. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting pretty you're counting this one you're two i'm like one three, two three rub 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 all right <laughs> <laughs> oh, the kiss man. And right. yeah a little smooch right on someone's forehead just to dab it off <laughs> that's how you apply the chapstick uh that's how i apply chapstick brand you... if you were listening he he needs a sponsorship he absolutely he needs it yeah. Let's, let's we'll get see. this brand a little more sex appeal. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, let's. You want to get into some rapid fire, Drew? Is that what we want to do? Yeah, sure. Let's kick it off. All right, I'm gonna play this video and then we'll get started with some rapid fire. <laughs> now time for rapid fire all right rapid fire <laughs> uh, what is your drink of choice water and coffee are basically the only liquids i drink and then a sugar-free red bull like on okay. before i dj yeah all right i always go with the sugar-free red bull too i like it the way it tastes better than the regular red bull uh, you know, I don't know what it is about me, but I know I'm not supposed to be drinking Red Bull, so I, I like to get the most foul-tasting one possible to remind myself <laughs> I'm not supposed to be drinking it. If I get well, one in the streets, I get the total zero because it tastes even more like battery acid. So <laughs> they, uh, that's I the enjoy one thing the I way know. it tastes. <laughs> that's uh, the one thing I know. I wake up in the morning and it, it, I can tell if I had a Red Bull. It just gives me that hangover. I can't. Mm -hmm. it's something about that energy drink that gives me a hangover. I it's love like coffee, a... but it gives me like a. I get, I, I get the coffee lag immediately, and I'll need like a nap. Uh, Red Bull and just energy drinks in general, like they feel like a pre-workout. Like those motherfuckers work, and so like road trips, DJ sets. I just get a Red Bull because I know I'm gonna be good. I'm gonna regret it for sure but i don't get the crash immediately do you not drink alcohol at all no i don't drink how long has this, that been a thing for you this it's been like uh it's been two years now prior to that i drank for like four months like during the pandemic and then it was two years prior to that wow so uh, it, in almost you know like f four years with a, a little four month thing in the middle is there a reason be behind it or just um, do you do you feel you're just more yourself, you know? You know, when I first got into sobriety or like started messing with the idea of sobriety, I did drink a lot and I partied a lot. And this is before I was like professionally DJing, like full time, you know, so I, I could afford to like not it not be a big deal. But I drank a lot. I did like recreational drugs. and I smoked weed every day and I was just like paradise fever. My disco party was starting to get rolling. And I was just thinking, man, like at the end of my day, I would go home and I would get these like anxious, self-conscious feelings, like worrying about like my interactions with people. Like, why did I say that to them? Why did I act this way? And I was like becoming very self-conscious. I was like, I can't do what I'm doing, you know, being a professional DJ and entertainer if I'm insecure, like and I'm feeling like down on myself. So I was like, maybe this sort, and it was like kind of low key making me depressed. And so I was just like, maybe, you know, I should start considering like slowing down on my consumption. Maybe that's helping. 
So I started with, you know, all the recreational hard drugs, cut that out. <laughs> Cause easiest step, right? Like just start at the top. So no more cocaine, no more Molly, all that stuff. We're done. And so I just smoked weed every day and drank basically every day eventually. And also just drinking gets you in trouble. Eventually was like, ah, I still feel like shit. Like I still don't feel good about myself. So I was like, ah, oh, all right, well, let's let's slow down on the booze. Like, let's just cut down like only when we're out and I'll give myself a two drink. Still felt like shit. And eventually I was just like, what the fuck is two drinks? Like, what? why am I even having two if I'm not getting smashed? So I was thinking like, oh, I'll just go down to one. I'm like, I'm not even it, the one doesn't even matter. So it, it's two drinks or it's nothing. So I just stopped drinking. That took a few tries because eventually, you know, like you can't just turn it off if you've been drinking every day quit that still found myself feeling like shit and i realized that it's the paranoia that comes from smoking weed and this is after like 16 years 18 years of smoking weed most of my life at this point yeah once i quit that i just was full-blown sober and uh mentally you know combined with therapy have I, i've been a lot more clear now we're just we're stuck on coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I never enjoyed weed. So. I loved weed. I, I've, I, in the, I've tried weed a few times just to make sure that I'm done with weed, and I'm totally done with weed. I, it's so weird. I always expected myself to be like a Willie Nelson, Snoop Dogg type guy that just smokes weed his whole life, because yeah. I smoked all day every day. Like that's just how. I lived. And so it's weird to like, even now it's been like three, maybe four years of not smoking. And I'm like, this is bizarre. <laughs> like, it's still like, man, that was such a major part of my life. I, I did I mean, a lot when I was younger and I felt like I already have a, a hard enough time just getting the words out. And I felt like when I smoked, it was absolutely impossible for me to even talk. Yeah. Those brains stutter a lot back once they're gone. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So moving forward with another question, this is always the not so rapid, rapid fire. Right. Um, who is a favorite remixer or producer of yours? I'll give you two because 80% of my DJ sets these days just feel like it. Nick bike and Nopa slaps. Okay. Oh, and uh, King most also King most. So those, I, I know I'm supposed to give one, but those three guys oh. are in fucking rotation always for me. Who's uh King Mo's Nick Bike and who? I'm, I'm Nopa slaps. Nopa, Nopa slaps. slaps. And if we were coming to Vegas, uh, where would you take us to eat? I'm taking you guys <laughs> to my favorite coffee shop slash uh brunch place, uh Publicus downtown. Out of all the coffee shops I've been to around the country, I think we have something special. I think Publicus really is like a, a special coffee spot. I'm I hate to be like a home barista coffee nerd, but and not to get too deep into it, those guys know what they're doing over there, and the food is great. All I right. haven't got that deep into it, but I'm starting to get there because I just want straight tar for coffee. Mm -hmm. And you know, one Starbucks has asked me for tips, which is already pissing me off. So I'm gonna have to start making my own coffee <laughs> at home, you know, so that I don't have to tip them. And you were and talking I, about I, that, and I really, I there was a, it's it's funny, marketing's crazy because. For a long time, I'd go to the drive-thru at Starbucks, and I'm like, dude, I feel bad. They never ask for tips in the drive-thru because okay. you give them the card. They just take it. But now they started giving me the chip reader. Yeah. And now I'm like, do I got a tip on the drive-thru? And like now you're going on about well, jack in the, the box. I don't tip them. Like, <laughs> the guy's holding out the window trying to get my, my, my buck. 
which is fine. It's just that I, I felt like I was in a rush and I was being forced into it. Well, I won't get back down that, that pipeline of that, but making coffee, I'm, it's made me want to start making coffee at home. I want like a, just a, a tar, you know, something. So, <laughs> Ashley got us some of these frozen coffees. Have you guys seen that? It's called Cometeer. Mm-hmm. Um, They're very tasty. Uh, you just make hot water. We have a little electric you know, water heater. Yeah. And it, it heats up in like 60 to 90 seconds. And then you get the, basically what my process with it is, yeah, you take it out of the freezer, you let it sit there while the water's heating up. And then when you open it, you can like basically squeeze it into the cup because it's just defrosted enough. And then when Mm. you pour the water over to it, it like turns it into, you know, it melts it, but it's really, really good. I don't typically, I've never really drank coffee, just black, but this coffee is so flavorful. And like, I have to take Alex Nepa's word for it because he's like a coffee connoisseur too. too. And uh, one of the things he was saying when he looked up the Cometeer that they use a lot of like good, like high end, like roasting brands or companies like for the coffee, but it's really good and it's really easy. And I like that if I drink a cup and and pour it out, like that's it. It's like the perfect amount. Or if you wanted a little, a little, you know, not as strong, you just add a little more water to it or whatever too. So it's kind of, I I like it. Uh, Okay. This is a question specifically to you. What is the most valuable record in your collection? So that changes because records, you know, fluctuate. I have a pretty wild James Brown collection. I have one in there that's definitely like at this point, it's got to be. I have like an OG in the Jungle Groove. So that one's like 250, I think, right now. I have, and it's like pretty good condition. Uh, My De La Soul records are all crazy right now. Yeah, those, those records are going for quite a bit. And um, my Frank Oceans, those are those are pretty expensive too. I don't have a big record collection like you or even Phenom, but I have a small little collection. And my most valuable one is I have a King Records pressed James Brown live from the Apollo. So I'll have to send you Fire. a picture and show, show you that one. That's but sick. King Records was here in Cincinnati too. So that's kind of why I was like... Oh, so uh, you guys probably have a lot like it. In your dollar, you could probably find more here. I'm not sure. I'm not going to sit here and say that I that I go out and look for them all the time. But occasionally, if I stumble into a spot, I'll I'll look for stuff. Or you know, if if I go to a garage sale or you know, like a what do you call it, like a flea market or something like that, I'll check it out. Flea markets and garage sales out here are trash because it's like Vegas's music history is like the '60s in the 50s so we get a lot like inkelbert humperdinck and like rat pack stuff <laughs> just nothing funky yeah christmas albums any... yeah <laughs> hella christmas albums like a lot of uh like bossa nova because you know like mid-century that's like desert shit so like a lot of like tiki albums and shit like that like so you gotta go like to get good shit you gotta go to a shop like you ain't never or like a yeah. private seller, like you're very rarely do you come up at like a thrift store or type shit, right? So while we're on the record kick, uh, if you had to pick one song as your theme song that would follow you everywhere, what would it be? Like a wrestling situation, or just like a, or just like man, on like you walk in to get your coffee at the coffee shop and it starts playing, <laughs> like it just oh, follows you uh, everywhere you're going, like it's just. Ooh. You- Superman lover. 
Yeah. Superman lover. All right. Yeah. Superman lover is definitely my man on the street song. You know, the Spider-Man with Toby where he's walking through and James Brown's playing. He's like pointing at people and shit. That's that's Superman lover for me. <laughs> all right. All right. If the dance floor is starting to clear and you're going to pick a song to bring everybody back, what's the song that you're going to choose? You can um, a couple off if you want. Let's see. What am I throwing out there? I'm, I mean, I'm in a unique place professionally as a DJ uh, where I get to play whatever I want. Um, so I mostly play lounges except for my residency at We All Scream where it's more of a clubby setting. But definitely more dance music based. If I want it, I my go to when clearing the dance floor is I play classics, like hit it something that all ages know. So I'm probably gonna hit you with like a Daft Punk song, like Around the World. I've been playing Twenty Fingers, Short Dick Man lately, and it goes uh, off. Yeah, both of those. Both of, that's where I'm gonna hit you with right now. Or uh, I know there's one more that I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Those two are. Song. All right, all right. And let's see here. We would love to hear a crazy or memorable DJ story, a night from the DJ booth that was great, maybe a night gone bad. It does it can be anything, just a memorable story. <laughs> I've been these last 2 years have been nuts, man. Like working at on the record with Anderson Pack um in downtown with like some like wild um like some crazy um, like house acts, like just people that I'm like, I listen to in my free time and then getting to like DJ for them or with them, like Usher at uh, on the record was wild and uh, getting to play Usher, my favorite Usher song and having him be like, no shit, this is your, like, was, man. So I played him, um, I'm trying to remember the name of it right now by singing. <laughs> <laughs> Not it's on my way. It's the one with little Kim It's driving me nuts right now. I can't think of it, but uh, played that for him and he went nuts. Cause he's like, nobody ever, this is an album cut. So nobody plays it. Just and like he, me. Just like me. Just like me. I know you get lonely. Yep. And I played that song and he was like, no shit, yo. He's like, this is, He's like, that's so, and he like came and like shook my hand. It was so cool. There was another night where, um, does he, I'm, so he has a resident there. He's he has a, a resident there. So, so does they'll he do come like through? a month long show and then they do the after party on the record. And he and so actually record, comes every yeah, time. Yeah, he's there most, oh, wow. most times. And they deck out the whole room with like disco balls that look like peaches because, you know, Atlanta. And there's like stripper poles in there and there's like strippers like doing whole ass performances. It's crazy. And just I like, go. it's insane. <laughs> it's so sick. Um, Maybe I do like Vegas. <laughs> there's, there's cool parts. I get there's really cool shit to do out there um, or out here. I, I'm opposite of Fuse. I spending we just hung out together and spending mm -hmm. that that week out in Vegas. I want to get a place out there. I, I'm thinking. You have a timeshare, really Drew. I'm reminding know, you. Well. You have a timeshare. 
<laughs> Drew it just brought up to me that he has a timeshare. I've known him for years now. He's gone to Vegas multiple times no, together no, for it's... years. And we've never he's never mentioned this timeshare or that. <laughs> like, he yo, has what? <laughs> we've been getting hotels. <laughs> so it's uh right next to the Cosmo, and of course I can't remember the name of it right at the moment. Uh-huh. But a little they wanted to tear towers. it down. Yeah, no, not the polo towers. They wanted to tear it down <laughs> and the jockey club. Jockey club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, next. They, that's very close to Polo Towers. Oh, yeah. They, they wanted to tear it down and there was a big vote for it. And they built around the, yeah. the Cosmo. They built around the jockey club. So it's like a pain in the ass to get to now. But I completely they, forgot that was there. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, I always trade it. I used to stay there all the time, but now I just trade for it. And so that's why I, I, I blanked on the fact bait. that I can stay there anytime I want. So anyways. Hey, there it is. There was another night at On the Record where I was DJing uh, Usher after party. And I always make the joke that everybody that DJ, all the DJs that DJ these after parties always end up having like a cool experience with the person. And I never get to meet them. Like <laughs> it took so many times before I got to meet Anderson Pack. It took a few times before I got to meet Usher. Like I, I'd get in and then they're like, okay, we're not opening till Usher gets here. And it's like the weird variable happens when I'm playing. So one day they're finally like, okay, we're opening because it's like a speakeasy. I'm playing for like the private room. Like, so it's the place you want to be if Usher is here because that's going to be his private room for him and all his friends. I'm in there DJing and this really fucking cool dude comes in. He's like got a crazy fit on and, you know, I be dressing. You know, I like I like to dress. So this guy comes in and I'm like, oh, my God, your fit is crazy. And we're talking about our clothes now while I'm DJing. And we're just going back like, oh, what do you got on? What do you got on? He sits through like two hours of my set, literally just standing next to me, just vibing. And I'm just getting open. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is Leon Bridges. Like, it didn't even click in my head. I was like, oh, I'm just vibing with Leon Bridges. And like, I literally like it it clicks finally because he had a hat on and glasses on. So I I was like, yeah, way too cool to just be some guy like. Right. And I look over and I'm like, oh, my God. Like I said it like two hours later, I was like, I laugh. And I go, I just realized who you are. And he's like, starts laughing. He's like, yo, I was like, fam. I was like, I can't even lie to you. Like, I am a really big fan. Like, I'm going to your concert next week. He was super cool. And I wish I had brought a record. Every time I know somebody's going to be around and bring a record, they always get stoked and signed it. He he was super cool. And yeah, that's that's when I it's funny because I, I I shake hands with Anderson Pack. I met Usher. And all these other like really cool DJs, and uh, but Leon Bridges was the one that really got me like. That's, that's like I'm really a fan of. That's cool. Did had you played any Leon while you're there? You know what's funny is earlier, like one of the songs I usually open with is Texas Sun, like just kind of to start the night off. And I was like, yo, I played Texas Sun like earlier today. I was like, I was just at the Krongbin concert a month ago. I was like, this is fucking hilarious to me that i'm like i just sat here and like chopped it up with you and your buddies like for two hours not even realizing who you were are you doing real uh, actual vinyl sets in that room is that uh-huh. the room you're playing yeah yeah okay so i'm bringing vinyl and stuff like that and i'm just getting over that night i wasn't that night I, for the usher parties because they have other djs that come in they prefer we play on on laptops so I brought, I had a laptop that day, but usually I have like a crate of records I bring in, like for the Silk Sonic after parties, we play wax. And that's something the management pushes for? They yeah, want? they prefer Like, so there's certain, like they book certain guys for the Silk Sonic after parties. Cause not everybody can play on wax. 
or just has records like that can make it work. Um, the Silk Sonic after parties were all they push for wax in that private room where he plays. So I haven't been to that club. It's one club I really want to go to. There's the main room, there's the the side room, and then there's another little speakeasy where they hang out, yeah. is what you're saying? Oh, yeah. Okay. So when you walk in and there's like karaoke rooms, it's a it's it's a small club. There's a lot of shit going on. Yeah. So you walk in and you're in the main room and there's a think of it like an it's like a circle layout. Yep. And in the middle is the main bar behind the main bar, like to get to the back room, what they call the bus. It's like an outdoor patio area where the music is like true open format, throwbacks, genreless, like people are getting open. It's not like main room, hip hop and R&B there in between those two areas. It, there's a block. And there's a wall where you push in. It's like a cassette tape wall. And you, you can't see the door. But if you push it, there's a door. And you end up in a speakeasy, like a, a little room. And there's like a tiny little DJ booth, just enough for like two turntables and a mixer. A little two-well bar where they're making like craft cocktails. And maybe like uh, six tables, five tables. That makes sense. Because so I was tight. at that place once and i was looking for it and i couldn't find it and uh, yeah it's it's like if you didn't know you know the hallway where the cassettes are and then there's like that yep. photo booth area mm-hmm. it's that wall gotcha if you want to get into that room like when a guest is there is there just a long ass crazy line to get in yes or... so what like, oh you mean like usher or anderson like that yeah, type yeah. of shit? yeah yeah so every at that point everybody knows there's a big ass security guard at the door right uh, somebody's paid it's yeah. rope there's a rope and basically like you have to have like the i know usher wristband to get in there if you don't have it you can't come in or the like i'm i know anderson pack it's it was interesting for a while because when it first started it was like it just happened like it wasn't like a planned like anderson packs coming to the club he's gonna dj there was vinyl djs in there eddie mack was playing and anderson was like hey i used to dj can i play some records and that's just how it happened he ended up playing till like three or four in the morning so now it's like okay it's a planned thing and he still plays in that private little area but it's basically like for his friends and like people who paid for the vip pass instead of being in the main room where everybody can see makes sense which you would think would be the move that's kind of like the vegas thing put the big dj in the big room but i'm waiting for vegas to start selling the club hopper pass like the disney park hopper where like (laughs) it's one pass and it gets you into all the clubs for the night and you get to skip the line i think that's what's gonna happen downtown because the same company owns like 80 percent of the building like the clubs downtown and I think once they finally get 100%, that's what you're going to get. Yeah. So I told my wife that she's like, what did you do that night? I went and saw you play. Uh, I guess it was Friday night. Yeah. And I go, oh, I just hopped around like four or five clubs. And she goes, oh, yeah, I'm just hopping around clubs all night at, you know, five in or Vegas. three in the morning yeah, <laughs> in Vegas. And and I, it's funny you say that because I was – thinking it was normal and she's making fun of me like oh yeah i just bounce around to nightclubs you know i mean they're like, literally right like, next door to each other it's right, not like right. you're taking a <laughs> cab to go to like the venetian and win and palazzo and all that, yeah, whatever like but but even then i was telling her you know without a hookup it's zero it's impossible you're just waiting back in another line you you can't go to another cover like it's yeah a thing, you know? yeah so 
Anyways. Totally. At on the on the record, um, who are some of the the guys that you see playing like the main rooms a lot? Uh, I know I've been seeing some. It's just drawing blanks right now. Yeah. So like one of my like fucking favorite DJs and like low key teachers, Four Eyes. He plays there a lot. Spider Tech, Soxy. She's in there a lot. A lot of like local, like the big local cats. It's more of a local spot until like there's like an after party for like Usher or Silk Sonic. Usher brings in his own DJs for the most part. Uh, last night there was a DJ named PZB. I've never met her, but she was playing. And then in the Speakeasy, they had um, Jay Crazy and Shalvoy, who is an unsung hero. Shalvoy, like that guy was a Paradise Garage card holder. Like he's. That's the man. So a lot of guys like that, like local cats from the Mac agency are on, are spend a lot of time at on the record. That's cool. Yeah. So one of the things we wanted to talk about too is you play in downtown a lot and you already brought up that downtown is owned by primarily one company. That's where we had the DMS party. So if anybody's yes. been listening recently, we had the DMS party at Commonwealth, uh, the company that owns Commonwealth is who Neek plays for downtown. And Neek was very uh, helpful in setting that party up. So thank you so much for, oh, dude, for of that. Course. Absolutely. We really appreciate that. But um, two, one of the other things I wanted to mention before we talk about you and you playing there is we went to the Lucky Day afterwards and Drew said it was the guy who was playing with you the, the, when he uh, when he was just out there that next weekend. But dude, he was crushing it. I was having such a good time uh, at that when we went over there afterwards that's so funny so greg greg gregory michael davis is his name um and that's his dj name is his government um first middle and last don't forget it um greg is the coolest uh he so is cool. he is such an interesting cat he wears a suit every day um and he He's, he hasn't been a DJ for very long, but he's been like into music for a very long time. I think he's been DJing like for two years or something like that. He started during the pandemic, <clears throat> but uh, they paired us together for our residency. I've, I've been DJing for like fucking, I don't know, a long fucking time. So when we got together, I was like, ah, oh, this guy's hella green. Like, I don't know. I don't want to do this. Like they put me up with somebody who doesn't know how to play. And this guy is a solid fucking party rocker. Like, yeah, and because he he's so it. new, he like doesn't follow any of the like the DJ <laughs> tropes or like the rules. Like he just does right. his thing. And I'm like, he crushes it every fucking time. Like, I love Greg. And so it was funny that night I was texting him. Usually that night is like a slow night. And he's like, oh, it's a dead night over here. He's like, I'm so fucking tired. I just did a double because they do a trivia night at Lucky Day. And then he's got to play into the evening. Mm -hmm. so he just hosted trivia night got there at 7 p.m and he's like i'm trying to get out of here at one i was like buddy i was like one of the security guards just told me that the after party for this party is at lucky day they're shipping everybody <laughs> over to you he's like no fucking way and i was like and it's a room full of djs <laughs> you're like oh and he's like not great like again he's still kind of new so he's like fuck awesome great fantastic He's like, I'm going to start, like, killing this crowd. He's like, I'm going to play, like, Yacht Rock and stuff. I was like, you're fucking up because, again, room full of DJs. They're going to love it. Like, <laughs> you play Toto, they're going to lose their fucking minds. Right, right, right. <laughs> Dude, he sure was crushing enough, it. 
he tells me he's like oh they all came over here he's like i take back everything these guys were all fucking great he's like everybody's <laughs> giving me cash tips and telling me how fantastic i am <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome Greg well we all man. it goes back to what you were saying we all want to hear something different right exactly it's like, like i don't want to hear the same old shit impress me with your music DJ, knowledge like, we all played the same fucking songs yeah, yeah. yeah impress me with your music knowledge for sure I, so no, it was he fun. was just dropping some gems. It was, it, so he was in there like trying to clear it out by playing some cuts, and everybody like obviously loved it. Yeah. He's like, no, those guys were all great. I had a blast. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So yeah, it was good. We were down. We were down there, and I, I guess the last time I went down there, I only went to Fremont Street. I didn't really pay attention to just a little bit past Fremont Street is where all these clubs are. And I just love the vibe. I love all the names and I love, you know, the decor of what they're doing with it. Maybe if we could talk a little bit about, you know, the come up of that. Corner Bar Management is the name of the company. Um, And they are, Ryan is actually is doing like an amazing job, I think. Downtown prior to Corner Bar Management was still cool. A little more seedy. The block was still the block. This is East Fremont, they, they call it. So it's east of the Fremont experience. And Beauty Bar was still there. The Griffin was still there. Lucky Day was called Vanguard. Um, and Corner and Commonwealth hadn't existed yet. So when they built Commonwealth is when things changed. That was their first property. And then they started buying up the lot, basically. And created this brand where they own all the clubs. They built their own like in-house group of DJs that I got lucky enough to become a part of. Yeah, they're doing great things. Their venues are fantastic. They're very music fa- uh, like forward. So they make really cool bookings at their venues. You know, a lot of disco house DJs for the, you know, dubstep and like bass head, bass music crowd. They do a lot of stuff like, like nickel fucking beer night where it's, you know, bass music bass and they get like big names, like underground names, like really cool. Like if you're in the scene, you know who these people are. And so they get like, they make sure they're, promoting the right people techno and they do a lot of techno what spot is that like disco what, pussy what? does a lot oh, of di- disco pussy okay. disco pussy does a lot of techno uh bass music and house commonwealth has so there's this other party out here called altura uh latin party yeah. uh and they're crushing it and they are at commonwealth currently and they're going to be moving on i don't want to make any announcements for them but they're they're going to be moving on to bigger and better things within company um, but they basically do a weekly takeover downtown. And We All Scream is the newest venue. Well, second newest. They just opened La Mona Rosa, which is a Mexican restaurant. And at night, they turn it over to a club where they're kind of doing like housey and techno stuff, like Techno Taco Tuesday. Yeah. I used to go to that. It was uh, somewhere else. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. It was at uh, uh, another Mexican restaurant. Um, yeah. But they, they moved over to this new spot. And uh, so they're doing their thing over there. We all scream. Huge club. Huge club in the middle of downtown. I forget. That's where you play. Yeah, that's where I play. I'm there Fridays and Saturdays. Which for the DJ booth's like an ice cream cone. Yes. (laughs) The DJ booth is a giant ice cream cone. It's an ice cream themed nightclub. You can get ice cream there. Also with vegan options in case you're lactose intolerant. Oh, okay, great. (laughs) Because I would just have to get my ice cream and stand in line for the bathroom. Just going to have to get an ice cream and leave. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm not gonna lie there because i live downtown uh there's been a night or two where i've just literally gone to the club to get an ice cream and leave <laughs> like on my days off like popping on a wednesday and they're like here are you here to party i'm like 
just here to get a to get a scoop. I'm out of here. <laughs> See you guys later. <laughs> so awesome. with, you do have your residency at We All Scream, but yeah. since it is the same group, do they you can move around or? Mm-hmm. So like during the warmer seasons, they'll book me for brunches at some of their like restaurant places like Peyote and Park on Fremont. I'll do brunches. I'll do guest spots at other parties within the company and stuff like that. Um, it's not an agency, so they don't like hold you, you know, like you're exclusive to us. Um, it's just a company that owns a lot of club bars, you know. Right. Um, but as far as downtown goes, I mainly only play with them. And the vibe, the music that you were playing, at least for what I saw, was was sick, man. You were you were playing that the main, I guess not the main room, but kind of right when you walked well, we in that play, first room. Yeah. That first room, like the the main bar. So what mm-hmm. we used we for most of the year since opening for like the first nine months, they had us upstairs in the cone, and it was mainly house and disco house. And we did that up until the winter. It gets cold, and they slow down. They start closing early, so they decided, well, you know, we don't have a DJ in the main room. We just have a playlist going. The two rooms that have DJs are in the backyard with the ice cream truck upstairs with the ice cream cone. But, you know, it's cold. Those are both outdoor spaces. We kind of want to, like, get a vibe going in on the inside. So they built us a DJ booth. They told us basically, like, funk and disco because that's what the playlist was. So we're like, cool. Like, we're the guys for that. We can do that. No problem. But it's four to five hours, you know, of funk and disco. And the you, you were there. It's mainly, like, 21 to 25 year olds in that yeah. building yeah. so like i don't know how long we can keep a vibe when right. these guys were born these kids were born in 1999 2000 you know what i mean like i don't know I, I've been playing more. Uh, I've been playing more house and uh, more disco house, and just disco vibes. But I'm with you. I mean, four or five hours is nuts. <laughs> it's a lot for any. I think that's a long time for anything. So I'm thinking, all right, well, you know, it took us a while to find a groove, but we essentially landed on just throwback in general. Basically, anything prior to 2000. I don't know, 10. So, which is crazy that that's even considered throwback, but here we are. So we do a lot of like sample into the song type shit. A lot will go into like a funk segment or like a disco segment and then get back into like some throwback hip hop and R&B. Later in the night, once it gets to like 2 a.m., we get a little more dancey, a little more housey, but still throwback stuff. So I'm playing like... You know, some of the tracks I named earlier, Armand, Masters at Work, getting into that kind of shit. And then, like, the last hour were, like, 90s boom bap rap just to close the night out for them. Like, so we're, we're literally just all over the fucking place. Fun. Sounds like a party I want to go to. It's a blast, <laughs> yeah. man. It, it's crazy to me. And, I, and that's what I was saying earlier. Like, I don't I'm in a very unique place as a DJ professionally where I can all of my gigs are basically like this. Where they're like, okay, Neek, go in there and do your fucking thing. Just play what the fuck ever you want. The only rule I'll get sometimes is like certain rooms will be like, okay, just clean edits. Like, just make sure you're not, you know, dropping edits and Fs everywhere. All right. Like, so it's Um, a unique thing. It's low responsibility rooms. (laughs) That's, That's what I like to call it, where I'm not... I'm not playing for bottle service rooms and shit like that. Like I'm not playing big, like mega clubs where it's like, if you suck, people leave. And now we make no money. It's like right. middle loungy areas. Don't get me wrong. I can't wait till I'm back in a fucking 
I'm, I'm on the top on the roof, but you know, for now I'm good at, at the main room where I get to get open. Um, what those almost uh, the collection of all the rooms reminded me of is nineties, two thousands warehouse, uh, house parties. Yes. It's, it's like, I'd love to know his background. You know, is he, he just going, you know, it's uh, crazy musically. He's like a jam band guy. Okay. Like, but grateful the, dead. But vibe wise, I feel like it's just like you had to have the egg to find out where the fucking party was, you know? <laughs> yes. And that's that's what we all scream reminds me of. It's like it reminds me of like those liquid rave. type, And maybe it's just all the graffiti and the art. Still walking you know, up the stairwell. Walking up the and, stairways and you're seeing yeah. all the drippy smiley faces. And yes, it's like this is sick. This is like some 90s acid house type vibes. Totally. <laughs> Even disco pussy with just like the plain walls. And then, you know, I was complimenting, I was saying it the other day, is just random plants on the stage, which is the tightest yeah. ever. Uh, it's, yeah, I was really digging it. I, just a killer. They, it's like a black room with a, just a fucking punch you in the face ass sound system. Like, yes, I yep. love Disco Pussy. The, the, the void sound system is like a wall of sound and you feel it in your heart from the back of the room. Like, it's the best. Yeah, it was almost louder in the back of the room than it was when we were standing right in front of it. You know, we went it's, to the back and it travels. One of the best reviews they got, they got like a Google or a Yelp review. It was a one-star review, and it said, floors <laughs> are sticky, horrible people, and the music is so loud you can't hear yourself think. And they basically turned it into like an advertising campaign. <laughs> <laughs> that amazing. Yeah, love that. Like, that's a perfect fucking review for a techno club. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's so tight. <laughs> yeah, I I think it's cool that you know what that the company is doing in terms of like everything is kind of like it's got its like theme or its niche and yeah. like you know, but at the same time, it's like they're still not sparing any expense. Like if you go into these places, like they're nice and they're they're cool and well thought out, and like you know the decor is. Like it feels high end when you're in them. It doesn't yes. feel cheap or like, and you that's know, like hundred percent what usually is the case downtown. And I say yeah. usually like 15 years ago, like, you know, these places may have been nice when they first opened and then, you know, it being downtown, which is still the hood. It's like, you know, it's going to go to shit people, you know what I mean? But no, it's it, the quality of everything is no expense spared. The gear is always like perfect. Oh, the gear and the sound. I was. That's what I was saying. Like he, they care. Like they're not. Like the there's importance. No expense. Like no corners cut. Like we're best gear, best sound. DJs are taken care of because they realize that that's important. Like that's going to bring quality to them. Yes, it's a big investment up front, but you know there's nothing worse than having to show up to the club with a pack of Starburst because this fucking mixer from 1998 yeah. doesn't have fader knobs. You know what I mean? We don't have to worry about that shit there. The old Starbucks it. or Starburst on the crossfader trick. Huh? You know? Like with none of that shit around here. If I tell them, yo, this fucking fader's fucked up, they swap it. Like and then it's That's fixed awesome. next week. Let's talk some music and then we can we can do uh talk a little about the the podcast as well. So we're going to roll this video and then we will talk some music. Hey, Drew and Fuse. Hermit the Frog here. When I'm not dealing with my pain in the ass wife Miss Piggy, I like to talk and sing with my friends. What's your top songs? A new personal favorite of mine is this. <laughs> 
it's the Drew and Few Show. The Drew and Few Show. And they clean up nicely. Because usually they look like shit. Yay! Alright. I like that Kermit's I like that Kermit's banjo went from a guitar to a bass. <laughs> get you a couple bass licks at the end. <laughs> I'm a I'm a huge like Sesame Street Jim Henson guy. Okay. I, I love the Muppet Show and Sesame Street. Just growing up on that shit, so it's funny that you guys have Kermit on here. My so, first job was at the Sesame Street General Store in no shit in the mall and yeah we i was the stock boy so i would just go in the back and i would get all the shipments and i would stock everything that's right i had so much sesame street shit just tons so of, tons of sesame street <laughs> shit i i we got the connect if you need that kermit drop we can we can hit him up for <laughs> you, you know the man you know we kermit. know we know we can hook you up with kermit uh he's, a big he, he's, he's not cheap that's for sure <laughs> oh shit <laughs> not cheap <laughs> um but yeah so we want to talk a little bit about music usually what we do is we uh talk the the open the serato and talk the top five most played but we can just talk some some of the songs that you've been playing that are big for you or songs that you enjoy playing even let's see let's i'm gonna open the serato and see what we got here some um, people are 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 always shocked to see what their top plays are and yeah uh, i'm curious is what mine would be you, you know can, what i already i bet i can tell you right now like blow the whistle the nick bike edit the with the girl. disco yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The fuck out of that that one always gets a positive um who made was that nick nick made another one with um the doja cat say so that one okay. gets a lot of plays for me um and what did he do to that one uh good times okay chic good times um my serato is still loading i don't even know how to find my top plate songs on serato's and in history um no so as oh, you just put it in order of plays. Yep. Let's see. <laughs> so, so I have found a bug. The bug is on the mixing key. When I run it through mixing key, if it doesn't already have a key, it'll it'll throw some crazy number. So, if it's okay, I mean, this is crazy because a song. Okay, I'm just gonna assume that's a mistake because I think because it says I'm like a thousand times of Snoop Dogg. What's my name? Who am like? Who am I? Yeah, <laughs> and this particular download I just got like a few like a week ago. Right, that's probably a, the the glitch. Then yeah, so I'm like, that's crazy. Um, but you, uh, Lucy Pearl and Snoop Dogg, okay. so he's still there. There's yeah. Doja Cat say so. Uh, Parliament flashlight. Uh, there, I have an outcast and Patrice Russian mashup. Forget me, forget Rosa Parks, not so forget me, not and Rosa Parks. Really, oh, I, I, played, uh, I, I need I, that. That's an oldie, that's an old mashup. I'll send you that one. Uh, DJ Vajra, I don't, I have no idea who that is. Vajra, Vajra, Vajra. yeah, it, Chris is, Carnes, yeah, Chris, uh, Carnes. Chris Carnes, yeah. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was yep. his original handle when he won the, the DMC. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, this is his. He's the DJ. For, he DJs for like Pretty Lights now and stuff. 
Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is, I play his, uh, forget Rosa Parks, not almost every night. I played at the party. I played, I made a banjo only edit of Rosa Parks. So it's hook, <laughs> hook, banjo. And then uh, it might go back into the hook. Yeah. But that's, yeah. The, that's the, come Bam. on. Cause You're the set has me laughing all <laughs> night, bro. Your whole set was one punchline. It was TV theme, TV theme, fucking Buck Cherry. Like. Oh, oh, man. The banjo only set, dude. How, that's the edit. That's, I, that's fire. That is, you know, that banjo is, um, that's like my favorite part of the whole song. Oh, the like the Rosa, Par- uh, the Rosa Parks get down part, the bridge. Yeah. yeah I, I guess not rips. a banjo. It's a. a it it's is a banjo with a harmonica, yeah. It's, oh, like sorry, it claps. Yeah. It's very bluegrass. Yeah, it's cool. So tight. Yeah. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> and then honorable mentions or songs that you like to play. Maybe, maybe like a record. Maybe a popular record or shit that you're grabbing for if you're at uh, home. You know, songs that I in rooms that I don't play, uh, but I love that Ice Spice boy's a liar or he's a liar yeah. whatever it's called i that love boy's a liar that, that boy's before a that, that <laughs> right when that song hit my daughter started playing it and it's on repeat to and from my house to school drop her off that's so Is that cute. that song in SZA. that's about all she plays i'm trying SZA. to figure out <laughs> nah. if it's actually a hit and see if you guys agree with me i'm curious to see what you guys think of this because Every DJ now has made every editor has made an edit of this song, and it's number um, one on Spotify. Okay, so it's a jam because uh, yeah. I'm like, do people actually like this song, or just DJs making edits of it and I'm being forced to listen to it? <laughs> no, <it's laughs> I'm, I'm so disconnected with like, like what's popular because I'm just so in my own shit that I forget. Like, and I'm like, is this actually a jam? Like, am I playing a song that like the masses like, or is this just me? And <laughs> I'd be wondering, so I'm like. Okay, it's number one on Spotify. It's actually a jam. Cool. I'm not alone. That's it's a popular like, song that I love. Happy hardcore light, right? Hardcore yeah. light. <laughs> yes. Like a little lightweight. Yeah. Like happy hard, happier hardcore. Right, right. Uh, all right. So that then uh, anything else? Uh, or, or stuff that you grab for uh, in the record collection? Oh, uh, dude, I'm. I am one of those people that never gets tired of Prince. Um, my favorite Prince. producer is Battle Cat. So oh, I yeah. love listening to Battle Cat uh, songs. I, I cannot wait. I, I wish, I hope one day there's like a Battle Cat best of compilation. So we just get like all his best songs, all his beats. And I've been listening to that like religiously. Today is De La Soul Day. I mean, we're, by the time this comes out, it'll have been De La Soul. So I'm hoping to get to listen to uh, Balloon Mind State on Spotify later today. Like, it's funny because now I was just explaining to somebody who's like an aspiring DJ last night that I am friends with. And she was like talking about how like, you know, DJs are just like, you know, I noticed the professionals, like they all kind of play the same stuff. And I was like, yo, it's funny because like the, the, the job you kind of have to. Um, and you know, the whole trick is to sandwich your taste in there. I was like, but when I leave the club, like if I'm, I, first of all, I don't want to listen to music in my spare time anymore because right. I only listen to music and it's ruined how I listen to music because all I think about is will this work in the club and if I, I'm like ah oh, this won't work I change it now so I have to turn the DJ off 
because before it was like everything got mixed before i was djing professionally if i liked a song i was djing it just because right. it's fun but yeah. now it's whatever but in my spare time when i'm just listening to music like for leisure <laughs> it's fusion jazz like i love fusion jazz like herbie hancock johnny hammond uh all like that kind of shit like funk jazz fusion that's my shit so i'm i'm in that rabbit hole right now don't you miss the the early days of when you were a dj and the green like the 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 not knowing or the 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 you weren't paying attention as much to like as if people were dancing or not and you were just playing songs i miss that all the time i miss hearing things for the first time I miss being excited about mixing songs. I miss, I've always wanted people to dance. That's the thing. Like I've always wanted people to dance. Like, so my sets are pretty dance focused, but I, I miss not caring. Yeah. I miss not like worrying about the reception of something. I miss when I could sit in my room and be stoked to record a mix of a really obscure genre that isn't necessarily like up tempo and dancey, but just like good and chill, but like cool music. And people like my friends would be like, Oh, this is really cool. Like, you know, the friends want to come over and like, you'll have like the homies and some girls come over and just smoke and chill while we're just fucking jamming out to like reggae and fucking jazz. (laughs) I, I, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you obviously want people to dance, but I miss the like the not caring as much. Now it's like you can, you can like I can feel like when the vibe is weird in the room and it's like time yes. to switch it up. And it's like, uh, for example, like people just suck too, and that so much has changed in the last ten, fifteen years <sighs> of DJing. It's like we had just gotten back from Vegas, you know, the the party, and my first gig back here. I've been playing for maybe 45 minutes. I'm playing like up tempo, but like more chill up tempo. The room just wasn't ready for like the party to happen yet. And like everybody's yeah. kind of like grooving. And this lady comes up to me and she's like, when are you going to play something I can dance to? And it's like, it's, it's of course. It's like, I knew this was going to uh. happen. I just got back from like a good <laughs> DJ trip. I knew that somebody was going to ruin this. And then I'm like, I will like, I know what you want. Just give it, give it some I time. I know what like, you're asking yeah yeah and then you know she comes back up and she goes i haven't been out in 12 years and i go clearly clearly you obviously haven't. I, can, I can tell it's very obvious to me that you're very because... clear that you don't know how to act in yeah, front of yeah, a person. Yeah. <laughs> but like at that point i was already like the room was kind of going when she came back up and she was like i haven't been out in 12 years like when you're gonna and i'm like well i'm not unfortunately like i'm not playing for you the person who's not been out in 12 years i'm playing for the majority of the room who comes out all the time and like, <laughs> you be know, fucking like, cool i'm gonna put yeah. a fucking bookmark in this conversation because this is gonna be my grinds my gears thing. <laughs> oh all right like, that's gonna be part of my rant because that's all right let's save the rant my i had the same chick come up last night and she's like hey can you play can you play persian music and i said you know I'm sorry if you've been here the last half hour, you just realize that's just not what I'm doing tonight. And I don't, I don't carry Persian music. I'm sorry. It's just not what I, I collect. Okay. Can yeah. I play it off my phone? And I said, do you have, did you bring your headphones? She said, yeah, I've got my AirPods. And I said, perfect. Put them in and go sit at the bar and turn it up. That's fire. That's fire. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking turn on your fucking surround sound, noise canceling. Don't yeah, listen to yeah. me. Just do your thing. The- why no, do no. I even need to be here? You're, no. You got it. 
Go crush it. Go crush those air. Nobody else wants to hear it. Just then tell them the best part because there's a kicker to this story today. So then she comes up and then is this the same? Well, I think it's part. So then she's mad at me because I told her basically to F off and die. And she (laughs) goes, how about the Arctic monkeys? You look like you would listen to them. I'm like, (laughs) thanks. Like, first of all, bitch, I do. (laughs) Don't be so I'm, presumptuous. It's really- <laughs> it was just it was just such an uh, off the wall statement, you know. I'm that's like, so who's- funny. Like that's such a like. <laughs> I know what she was going for, and it's very funny. Like, oh, you're gonna ridicule me for listening to. Per- I'm assuming she was some sort of Persian or close to it, and hits you with the wow. Uh, you don't have Persian music. Well, here's a white band, <laughs> Mr. White Man. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you go? Why don't you play them? Uh, first of all i wasn't gonna play that either but here's a little ham and egg since you asked i I was playing (laughs) hip-hop and everyone's dancing you know it's like i i said what arctic monkeys song are you thinking of you know yeah like what do you just i don't understand why people need to make requests i don't know i don't understand that i have no idea i kind of understand it i kind of understand it like when it's within reason, I'm like, cool, got you. Like, if it's in the fucking vein, I'll play it next. No money needed. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, yeah, of course. Perfect. You want, I'm in this lane and you want to hear this song and it works? Cool. I'll drop it right fucking now. But you hit me with like Persian music, Arctic monkeys <laughs> in the middle of a hip hop set. What are you even just leave? The kicker, the kicker is she messaged him on IG today if, oh, he, oh, that if he wanted a, to DJ, DJ his wed- her wedding. Yeah, she, oh, she, she came around. She came around. She hit up the club looking for my info, and then She's uh, like, that guy that was fucking rude. He's pretty good at what he does. Yeah, she was like, I want him to treat all that. my guests at my wedding that way. So he plays only Persian music the entire time. I'm gonna get his ass. <laughs> he will play Persian music. <laughs> I'm gonna go so far. I'm gonna book. Yeah, this him. is actually just a long play. <laughs> you will play. play. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That's what it is. that's so fucking funny yeah i miss i miss being able to openly play what i want which is why i have my party we're talking let's talk party let's talk about your party we're we're talking music anyways yeah let's talk about your party paradise fever disco is funny because paradise fever disco is what made me a professional dj which is i think how i got into this really cool position where i mostly play what i want for a living Yes, there's times where I have to like be careful to air out a room because I'm not Steve Aoki. And if I play one song that the room doesn't like, the floor is gone, just like everyone else. But Nick Lopez did not get his name up. Paradise Fever got up, which brought up Nick Lopez. Does that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it started as a four hour mix that I did. Again, one of those little chill things where I just had you know, some people at the crib and I hit record and we're just playing. I'm just playing like disco songs. I'm like, this is going to be a four hour. Like, I'm just going to record and do this mix and we're chilling. And I ended up being a four hour mix. So and I was, let me let me interrupt. Yeah. You are saying yourself what you want to do, right? You want to be able to still make these mixes. And you're basically the proof, the living proof of why you should still put out these uh, yes. eclectic mixes because you did make something mm-hmm. of it and people still want to hear that shit. So anyways, all I'm giving time, you props like, on that. P- thank you. I tell people all the time that are like trying to come up. I'm like, record mixes and nobody's going to listen to it. It's true. Nobody will fucking listen to it. But it just takes one person who's like, yo, this was fucking dope. Like, 
I would love to get this stuff here or hear it. Something like just one person to say they want to hear it or like just somebody saying that they dug it. And now it's, that's going to motivate you to want to do more. So this four hour mixtape I did of just like the deepest disco cuts. And I have, I, I love disco. I, again, I love dance music. I was just like, I'm going to do specific like deep dive disco ended up being four out four hours. I needed a name. I combined two of my um fav- like up like two huge clubs from that era in in Manhattan. So uh the fever, which is where most like early hip hop acts got their start, and Paradise Garage. I just combined the names to make Paradise Fever and put it out. A, a couple of people were like into it, and I was like, yo, this would be a really cool party. I'm gonna try and shop it out. And I brought it to just some whack ass venues. They let me do it. <laughs> and they're not around anymore, but it was just like just a, a, a venue that needed something. You know what I mean? I put it together. Nobody came. My flyers had a good idea, but they just weren't executed well. I was taking old albums and turning them into Paradise Fever flyers. So, like, erasing all the art. Like, I did music, you know, jumping. That, that cover with the three girls yep. in the studio turned that into Paradise Fever. I did the Battlestar Galactica disco cover, made that a flyer, and they just weren't executed well. So, like, the, the artwork wasn't coming together. The idea was there, but it just didn't happen. <clears throat> Put it down for, like, a year just because we moved to a better venue, Artifice. We did it once. It didn't work. I just had, like, my coworkers. I, work in, I used to work in a nightclub for, like, 12 years. Um, and you said you're not a DJ at this point, so what are you playing off of? Are you just as, like, a Spotify playlist? Or you put oh, no, I'm a DJ. I'm a DJ, but I'm not professionally a DJ. Like, I'm not okay. getting – I'm not doing it for – I've been DJing since I was, like, 15 or 16. Okay. Um, I'm 33 now, and I didn't start professionally DJ until I was like 26. Like I didn't get paid yeah. for the first time until I was 26. Prior to that, I was just like a hobbyist bedroom DJ, you know, buying yeah. records and shit like that. So you still know I, what you're doing and you're mixing all this stuff and it's a party. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew how to mix. Like I knew how to, okay. you know, I, whether or not, you know, I didn't know the, like the, the, you know, the intricacies of party rocking yet. Cause I never really have. You know, I just played like cool little kickbacks in my crib or like made mixes for me and my friends, but never like like a club. <laughs> so once Beauty Bar got bought out by a different owner and she was like, yo, we're looking to throw events. My cousin just happened. To, I just moved downtown. I was like, I'm going to pursue this DJ shit. I moved downtown and my cousin's like, hey, Beauty Bar is my friend Roxy. She just bought it like she's looking for events. Like, you should show her Paradise Fever. And I show it to her and she's like, oh, my God, I love it. Like, let's fucking blow this up. Like, let's get sponsorship. Let's well, I have graphic artists we'll, like they'll do it. So I'm like, oh, shit. Now, all of a sudden we have a team. And my cousin was like is like a pretty, you know, accomplished makeup artist. And her roommate at the time was like a pretty accomplished model. So they ended up helping me like completely rebrand and make it this like mid-century 60s, 70s aesthetic. And then, so our flyers would be like old travel ads. And we got sponsorship from um, Absolute Vodka and just blew it the fuck up. Pride came and we did like this whole like pride thing. So we had like everybody decked out in like 70s roller boogie type outfits. And that's when it got its legs. So we started fucking up downtown, like just completely running amok down there with this disco party. Everybody started. We never once asked anybody to dress the part. 
everybody just showed up dressed. Like people just kind of knew the assignment. We came dressed, but yeah. people came dressed. And our fr- I have a, a really good crew. Shout out to my House of Paradise and City Flavor crew. Like we all dressed up. And so everybody came. And that's when I ended up meeting Colin and Travis, uh, Phenom and Jupiter. And a lot of DJs like randomly, like they all showed up and they're like, who the fuck, who's throwing this party? It's like Crooked and fucking Jessica Who and everybody. Like this is how I got to meet everybody was through this party. Fast forward, Beauty Bar ends up closing. So now I'm kind of in limbo. And what room are you throwing it in? That main one where you're playing now? Yeah. Same fucking place. It's funny. I make the joke all the time that like, I'm literally back where I started. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So this four hour disco mix ended up becoming this, you know, for a while we were at Commonwealth after that. And that's kind of how I got my relationship going with corner bar management. Um, Cause I had played a few of their events, like opening for mighty mouse, rest in peace and Melvo Baptiste, like their disco DJs. Then after a certain amount of time, we did paradise fever there, probably did a few months there in their main room, like where you guys had the party and I wasn't feeling it. I just, it's a hard room to get going. Like, cause it feels too loungy. There's an abundance of seating and I, I wasn't into that. And, you know, they just, they were growing as a company. So they wanted more in-house things. And I wasn't like part of the company just yet. So they had decided that, you know, we're going to part ways, which is cool with me. Cause I, I think it was time for growth anyways. And then the pandemic happened like the next month. So now nothing's happening. And so I was like, what am I going to do to keep this going? Early days of Paradise Fever, I left out. I did the mix, but I would also do streams on um, Ustream. Uh, or part, what's it? Uh, uh, I can't remember. Like, it was a streaming, like, like social media app. I can't remember what it was called. Busker, not Busker. Uh, something like that, though. I can't remember. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember what it was called. We did Ustream, and then there was another one. But anyways, I would do streams on there. Lockdown happened, so I'm like, cool. Everybody's doing streaming. I'll do Paradise Fever on YouTube live. So we did that, and that was great. Um, and then twitch happened tried it on twitch a few times but i never really got my like got it going on twitch and that's when i ended up getting with mac after the lockdown is when i got with mac agency eddie saw paradise fever and he's a big fan of that era too like 70s 80s manhattan disco era and he's he's like yo and he's an east coast guy he's from jersey so he's nerding out like me he met me and we're like yo he's like this party's great i love everything about it the aesthetic the sound and so we're geeking out, like talking music. And he's like, oh, you're on the same shit. You get it. Like, we got to do this. And the other partner in the agency um, has never heard of me, never heard of my party. And yeah. the agency just books DJs. They don't book events. So he's like, I don't know. Eddie trusts you, man. So we'll do it. Uh, we're going to do it on the record. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, this is much bigger than anything I did downtown. At this point, I had already accomplished what I wanted. I just wanted to have a cool party downtown, you know? Right. I just wanted to have my ghetto disco. And now we're going to Las Vegas Boulevard. And it's like, oh, shit. Okay, here we go. Like, and it's fucking killer. It was fucking insane. Like, and we just have this fucking killer party downtown. I mean, Las Vegas Boulevard and on the record. And we have the drummer from the Stone City Band do a live performance um so the stone city band is at paradise fever that's rick james's band if nobody knows. yeah and um that's like for the music heads and the people who fuck with paradise fever like we all know that this is and that's what i loved about paradise fever it's like all my friends i grew up with like break dancing that's the other half of my life is 
I've been a 20 year b-boy so all my friends are like all b-boys and we listen to old music so we see this and we're like this is fucking cool they're all pretty young guys and gals so like the uh I don't think my agency understood, like, why do you have so many young people into this old ass music? It <laughs> right. looks cool. like you guys are making disco cool and sexy because right. you're all young and hot. Like, this is crazy. Like, you got girls showing up dressed up and like you've never asked. Like, that's what's crazy. We don't advertising dress up. People just want to do it. So we yeah. started we included like a best dress competition now and we give away a bottle and a sash and flowers and the whole thing. But it's now amazing. it used to be monthly and now it's quarterly just because too much of anything will get old. And yeah, I don't want that. We have the so, ill merch. <laughs> so when does that happen? And um... nothing in the books right now. Um, yeah. We try to do it quarterly when it happens. It happens now. It's not really on a schedule anymore. Um, usually I know like two months in advance because um I mean, we're all DJs here. Like the business end of it is, is that, you know, now it, it, it there's a certain price tag that comes with Paradise Fever. Yeah. Um, that's a different price tag for Nick Lopez. So, you know, it, it's, we got to wait for the venues to be in a place to be able to say, okay, we need an event. So, and with on the record, having these Usher and Silk Sonic after parties, um, they're not in need of events right away. So when the time comes, we are, we have other venues that are interested and have paid for it and, you know, have shown interest and we've done successful events there. So we'll probably do like quarterlies with them. Um, I think we have one coming up in the next month or two, but we're just waiting for like a solid commitment and then we'll start rolling out marketing. Nice. Amazing. I, I'd love to come out the next one. Yes. I'm, I'm, Dude, I would love to have you guys. Um that'd be I'll amazing. Keep you guys in the loop for loop for sure. It's crazy. It's it's so bizarre to me that this is working. It's it's so bizarre to me that this ever got to happen. It's still like this ghetto ass disco party that I've like DIY'd everything. Like we used to like build this DJ booth with like fucking fake palm trees i bought on offer up um like we i would take the confetti sticks from my job i worked at omnia for a long time so yeah. like the confetti sticks they use for the bottle prezos yeah i would take like 10 of them home and then like it, we didn't have cryo or anything like that so we would have like our girls like flick it at the top of like a, a big crescendo of a song and stuff like that yeah and it was just very like we were doing our own art. We did all of our. It was very like punk rock, but disco. <laughs> That's what I love about it. That's <laughs> it's the DIY aspect of just doing what you think is tight, and everyone people are there that want it, man. That's why I'm saying you shouldn't give up on those those mixes that you're you you want to do that are just cool. <clears throat> Somebody yes. out there wants to hear it, you know. So Somebody out there wants to hear it, and I think the more obscure, the better. Like yeah especially even DJs who are like accomplished and doing their things and into work, like guys like us, like I even stopped doing mixes and that's kind of my thing. Like, I think we all should really be like taking a step back and making the opportunity to play the music that we genuinely love. If like eighties fucking hair metal or is your thing, like fucking make the mix, bro. Like somebody else fucks with it. Like DJ that shit. I I know it sounds silly. I'm fucking. I like disco, dog. Like literally the goofiest, flamboyant, corniest I, genre of music ever. I, but like you kind of have to do it to make people to show people that it's cool. Disco never 
I almost feel didn't get its shine, right? It just, people wanted to, it blew up so fast that people wanted to bring it down and trash it right away. So mm -hmm. I think this resurgence is because it was cool. And, you know, it just, like anything, people get a hold of it and make it corny or ruin Completely it. Demolish it, run it to the but ground. But there was a lot of cool shit about it. People are taking like those house. parts of it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like something cool comes up and then every, you find out people like it and then you run it to the fucking ground. Yeah. Um, I always tell everybody, like, when they're like, oh, it's a disco party who doesn't know about it. And they're like, oh, and they're iffy. I'm like, I promise you'll have a great time. Like, you will be dancing. I have, like, guy friends from work who I've gone out with and drank with who never, who don't dance. Like, guys dance like you know what i mean like it's yeah it's everybody likes disco you just don't know you like disco or right. you might not ever realize that the songs you like are actually disco songs right it's just up to yeah. r&b that's all it is yeah yeah um sure nobody knows i threw yeah god i threw a couple uh fi studio 54 parties at a venue that drew played at mm -hmm. here in town where we did uh, a whole themed disco night this is a while ago mm -hmm. this was 2014 and it, I just want to say it takes a lot of work to throw your own party and then curate the music and, and do all the stuff. Um, I had so much fun doing those, but you know, when you're, when you're DJing weekly on top of like weekly and daily, you know, multiple times a yeah. week and then to coordinate all that, it, it takes a lot to make it work. So props to you for keeping keeping it going. It's, I'll have to send you some of the pics from that those parts. It is not no, it's not fucking easy, man. Like and that's when when my schedule started getting more full is when it was like, okay, we need to do it less. Cause I I don't have the energy to do all of this for like it to be a bust one month, you know what I mean? Like to have a right. slow one. Like that's a right. waste of time, you know. I want to build the demand i want people to be excited about it i want people to be like oh shit paradise fever is happening we gotta go because we don't know when it's coming back right um, i know uh you said you're you might move the location i've always thought a, a dope party would be at a roller skating rink i don't know how many of them still exist roller skating rink but, yeah so we don't tight. have anyone that's in a cool location okay we only have two roller rinks out here the coolest one is floyd mayweather's um, he bought out Crystal Palace, which is like a classic out here. And he bought it and turned it into um, Rock, Bounce Rock City or something like that. Something close, like something like that. But um, they have like adult night on Thursdays where you have to, only adults can come skate. And it's like all the like the roll bounce guys are in there getting it. I would nice. love to do it there. I think that shit would be cool as fuck. Um, we've done it a few times at Rumbar at the Mirage. Um, and that may be where our home is for a little bit. Um, and it's been a blast. It's cool. It's a beautiful, like mid-century designed um, bar inside of the Mirage. And we've done it there twice now, and it's been a fucking hit. So I think that may be our home for a little bit. Um, I'm working on getting the small venue next door to We All Scream, Cheap Shot. The the aesthetic is it's a it's modeled after a French discotheque. So it has like a, a stage, and they do like shows. And we've done Paradise Fever, like a small version of Paradise Fever in there. And so what I would like to do is eventually do an all vinyl version of Paradise Fever oh, at that place. And we usually don't start there till midnight. So it'd be like an after hours thing. So like all vinyl, very small venue, like 70 people, like lucky day size almost. Yeah. 
a little bit wider so it's not as uncomfortable but <laughs> that place was tiny getting down there my, my lucky day drives me nuts it's too small it's yeah. always been that way even when it, the venue prior it's that that narrow walkway from the bar to the wall it's just it's driving was... me nuts. i hate it speaking of things that are driving you nuts i'm going to play this video here and we're going to do a 60 second rant hey drew and fuse peter griffin calling in I want to hear what really grinds DJ's gears. You know, besides from bad bunny requests from a phone or DJ stealing custom mashups of YMCA and Macarena and using it on their own TikToks. Hey, this week's guest, what grinds your gears? All right, we're going to put... I've never seen the video part of this, and I've never... I didn't realize you used the roadhouse episode as the video that's one of fuse's favorite movies <laughs> of all time yeah, yeah that's, that's I, I, it's one of my favorites yes all right we're all gonna right. put 60 ish seconds on the the timer here and we'll start ranting so whenever you feel like going for it go for it i especially i don't hate requests i hate rude people making demands um i think people forget that D, there's a as a dj i'm still just a, a guy at work and people will come up and ask for a song and then get mad if I don't have it or if I don't want to play it or if it just doesn't fit the vibe or like I tell them that I'll play it later and they get upset. Um, and they're rude about it, kind of like your experience you had, Drew. Uh, like that kind of shit, I, I, I just I have a very low, I don't know, patience for and I try to be. I try to be graceful, but fuck, man. Some people are just fucking awful um as a black dj that likes to play house and dance music i especially hate when people give me shit for not playing top 40 rap and uh r&b um i've had people say shit like play your people's music i've had like complete trash takes like that um i i especially hate the other side of that where um people just assume that I play open format because I'm black and Mexican, like because I'm not white and like that now it's dance music has to be a white thing. And, and I can't be a black man in that field. And that's, that's something that happens a lot. Um, but the request thing is the worst. Like you don't have to stay in this room. If you come in this room and you hear the vibe and you're not feeling it, like don't ask me to change it. Fucking leave. Like I'm not going to change the vibe of this space, especially when it's going well, because you yeah. don't like, you could literally That's... go somewhere else. Yes. <laughs> That's the biggest one. Like, I think more than anything, don't ask me, I'm not changing anything on behalf of you, an individual, because you're rude, especially that like, fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Or push your AirPods on. Put your AirPods on. <laughs> Put your AirPods on. Put your AirPods on and go fuck off. <laughs> I the two ones I hate the most play something that I can dance to. Oh God! Just say you can't dance. Just say that, or like, cause what the fuck? I don't know what you like. <laughs> They're just saying that I hate everything that you're doing right now. It's really yeah. Just it's say a it. different Honestly, way of saying just that. Just say that. Even <laughs> like, I hate yeah. everything you're playing. Cause then I'm like, oh well, shit. You, I'm gonna be here all night. So. <laughs> 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 just a heads up i'm not leaving so you might want to reconsider where you're at you're in luck you're a bad day for you i'm you, i'm the guy today so 
Yeah, what's but, number, uh, that's number one. What's number two? Uh, I, I'm trying to remember now. Now I forgot. I got sidetracked. Um, <laughs> Sorry. You know, you're fine. Uh, it's what the fuck is it? Yeah, it'll come to me. Fuck it. But yeah, I, that's that's probably the biggest one. Play something that I can dance to or I love what you're doing. But and then it's like something completely else. Yes. Uh, one of the best requests I've ever got at Paradise Fever after life is beautiful. This girl comes up to me and she's like fucked up clearly. And she's like, don't you want to play sicko mode? <laughs> when it first dropped, she was like, don't you want to play sicko mode? And I, I kind of laugh and I look at her and I'm playing like it's some disco as fuck song, probably playing boogie <laughs> shoes or something. And I'm like, when do you think that I'll play that? like when when at what point of this song do you think i'll come into sicko mode (laughs) have a look around my girl (laughs) yeah you're actually at my party everybody's here because of me like the sign says (laughs) go somewhere else please yeah wrong place it's very early you can get in anywhere when people are like i love what you're doing but usually one it's always a female that's men usually don't go that route. And then I always go, you just don't hear the word no that often, do you? you <laughs> yeah. You're surrounded yourself by or and or you know how to get what you want. Yeah, I'm not your fucking parents. Like, you don't got to butter me up. Fucking ask what you want and I can say yes or no. I like I hate the fucking tiptoeing around it's your fucking dance. stupid ass song. Just tell me you want to hear your fucking bad buddy. Just say it. <laughs> Let's just fucking say it. I it drives me nuts. I just I love what you're doing, but I would love it if could you maybe like or a dude like hey man, it's always something stupid. The dudes always have the worst requests. Dudes will be like, yo man, it's my girl's birthday. Can you play suavemente? (laughs) Fucking no. (laughs) I would say ninety five percent when a guy comes up to ask for a request, he's asking for. Uh, whatever the newest Drake is, and or re- he thinks he's clever in requesting Return of the Mac. Like that's how it always is. Dude, I had <laughs> a dude not too long ago come up to me, and he's like, "Look, this is gonna sound weird, but I think you should play the song from Free Willy." And I was like, <laughs> "No, I'm not. like I did." Usually, I'm like, "If I can make it work." I don't know, man. We'll see. Something like I try to like leave some hope. I was like, no. He's like, look, look, I'm just saying sometimes it works if you go outside the box. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Like, as if you like. What song is that? I don't even know. Like, like what is the Michael Jackson song? Yeah, I was going to say, is it the Michael Jackson song where like Free Willy jumps over the wall finally yeah. at the end? <laughs> Shut up, bro. Go home. You obviously, yeah, again, you haven't been outside in a while. <laughs> or I hate when you're like doing a thing, you're in a pocket, and some people are into it and some people aren't. I play a lot of restaurants these days, yeah. lounges. I'm doing a thing, lounges. so I'm going yeah. to a new place, and then I go to the new place and they like this place more than the old place, and they're, yeah, yeah, you woo. Like I hate the like the condescending <laughs> cheers. <laughs> the woo, condescending yeah, cheers. <laughs> Stay. Yeah. Now you're doing it. Now you're doing it. <laughs> like, cause I dropped like post Malone mashup or something. Yeah. Like, shut up. even uh, fucking even end this for song me, it's right like, now. Just, just say please or thank you. Like when you can just come up Dude, and you're just, just like, you should do this. And I'm like, is that how you that's talk to I'm, people that's what always? I was saying. Like, DJs 
are people at work. I don't come to your job and fucking make my fucking drink. And no, I'm not giving you a tip. Like, <laughs> oh, Drew does that now. actually. <laughs> no, just like, yo, can may I please have fucking almond milk with my latte instead, please? Yeah, no problem. So or no, we don't carry out. Like, and I want my order to go right now. As a non-drinker, though, pour it into uh, my fucking mouth and don't ask for a tip. <laughs> Nick, as a non-drinker, or if you get a diet a Coke or that uh, diet Red Bull at yeah. the at the club, are you giving them a tip? Diet yes. Red Bull. <laughs> yes. What about what if it's like a soda fountain? If it's a, just a soda drink, no. But if why? they have the audacity to charge me for it, no. This is what I'm saying is what's the what's the reasoning behind what's the, so uh, what's the reasoning behind what we think? No for a soda, yes for a Red Bull, yes for a beer popping the top. I yeah, uh, that's like, kind of like, crazy. But you know? as I maybe it's just the service industry in me. I worked like I said, I've worked in clubs for 12 years. I know the hourly rate accommodating for tips. So you're not making much on that check. Your whole living is tips. <laughs> I tip very well. I actually yeah. am a big tipper. My, I, my problem but is... But there's, there's, I hear what you're saying, though. Like, Starbucks, what's the difference between Starbucks and McDonald's? They serve yes. less food. You know, like, they probably do less work. So I, I hear you. Like, and Starbucks, it's not like I'm going to, like, a mom-and-pop coffee shop where they're, like, taking time to, like, brew their own coffee and or roast their own beans. And, like, they're, like, all-star baristas. At Starbucks, they have the machines that are doing it for them. So, like, and they're heating up muffins. So, like, what... Why Why does that deserve... A little side, grind my gears again. I don't like <laughs> the machines that give you the auto percentage. Yes, I, that's what... And that's if what you're going to do me. this, yes. my options should be 15, 18, and 20. Not 18, 20, and fucking 25. Oh, yeah. If you go over 20, that's fucking audacious of you. Like, you're tripping. Like, you can't assume that somebody's... And I don't like when they put them in reverse order, 20, 18, and 15. Like, it should be lowest (laughs) and highest. Because now you're just tricking people. That's fucking rude. The Starbucks, at least, I think they had at one, five, and... One, three, and five. Oh, yeah. Like, at at Starbucks or a lot of other coffee shops, they just hit me with one, two, and three dollars. Yeah. They're not audacious to hit me with a percentage. Yeah. There you go. Well, there it is. You got a two for that one. <laughs> you got a two for. Honestly, <laughs> I could do this all day. I could do a whole podcast about shit I hate. <laughs> <laughs> I could I could probably do that as well because I I, I am a, a hater by nature, uh, apparently, yes. according to some people that listen to the show. But you know, um, one of the other things we want to do and and this last segment we want to hit with you is the sauce. And the sauce for us is the a takeaway, uh, something you would tell your younger self, something you want today's listeners to get out of the show. Yes, the sauce. Yeah, it's like uh, throwing your own party, putting it all into it, being you, being yes. true to yourself. like uh, Being unapologetically yourself. Well, hold wait, on. Think, we're going to oh, hold on. Oh, we gotta, it, we hold a, that we thought. We got a video, and then we'll get into it. Ah, the name is Bootsy, baby. And uh, this shout-out goes out to Drew and Fuse, all the way from Cincinnati to the LBC bobble. Yeah, I was told you guys are quite the chefs, and you got a delicious sauce that you cook up. Ooh, and it drips that swagoo and breaks down the recipe. Yeah, and you're giving up the pee because it's funky. 
funky, as in good that is, finger funkin' good, on the one, by the power of the one. Yeah, without that, there is none. So get yours and be in tune with the one that loves you. Get it, baby. <laughs> All right, Yo, there's Bootsy and pretty good. <laughs> that's that's the, the real guy. Recipe, that's the real Bootsy. Recipe, yeah. the, the recipe. <laughs> that's the re- that's the real Bootsy. There's... That's the real, yeah. That's Mr. Collins himself. Yeah. yeah. So the riz, the sauce, I think that I would tell my younger self is definitely like just stay unapologetically yourself. At some point in your life, you're going to feel like you need to contain that and to be kind of like a to fit a little more with what's going on and with other people and what is working for other people. And I think I would tell everyone to continue to go left, continue to do your thing, lean into your interests, lean into your style. If you're a really fucking fresh person and you like know you're fresh, but you dress weird because you're not like everyone else, like stick to it don't be afraid i think these days it's a little easier to do that um because that's what's going to be what sets you apart and what makes you unique and what makes people interested in seeing you um because just regular middle of america nine to five people don't get to see people like that often and you are a spectacle just being unique um stick to your taste Believe in your intuition. You're going to fuck up. You're going to be wrong sometimes, but that's okay. Um, and specifically, if you're a DJ, fucking throw a party. Do an event. Like, Do not be one of those people who completely and entirely rely on being booked by other people just to get booked, and that's your fucking job. Like, You may get to that point, and that's fine, but to like you have to make something to make something happen like you have to get the ball rolling yourself nobody's just going to give you a chance based on nothing so you have to create that opportunity and i think creating a party is like just a no-brainer easiest way to go but it's got to be fresh it's got to be unique it doesn't have to you don't have to reinvent the wheel but you got to do something specific and do it well you know do it with intention do it with purpose um yeah, that's I think is the riz, man. That's the sauce. I agree. I love it. Awesome. Well, the one last thing we wanted to bring up uh, before we wrap up here is just that you're on another podcast every week with Phenom and Jupiter Williams. And <laughs> yeah. um, and um, if you guys want to listen to that, you guys can uh, hit up Neek. You can find their podcast on <clears throat> DMS as well. Uh, we just wanted to ask you, what's been one of your favorite episodes or two that you guys have done on the show? Oh, my God. Five on five podcasts, just three shitheads talking about music with a bunch of other DJ friends. <clears throat> um, what's one of my favorite matchups? So for those who don't know, the five on five podcast, the whole concept is we take two artists and compare their top five songs on Spotify. Um, and we're at the mercy of Spotify. So it's always a weird pick. Um, one of my favorite episodes has to be the first episode, Hollow Notes versus Outcast. 
<laughs> um, it's so funny because this was like we started the show in the pandemic and we had no idea what we were doing with it. We didn't intend for it to be a podcast. We just wanted to make a Patreon yeah. and have like create Patreon content. And we tried to record the audio over the phone. Didn't work. <laughs> so we like basically transcript, like just wrote it out. So it was just a long essay and um, posted that on Patreon. <laughs> it's just the stupidest thing. Patreon is funny because it like makes you pay for every single piece of content you want to put out there. So anyways, we tried to do that. It didn't work. And that's how the whole thing started. But I still think that's like the funniest mashup ever. <laughs> there's no rhyme or reason. And I've, as time has gone on, I figured out that like me, Travis and Colin all have like different ways of matching up artists where I like to like pick artists that maybe had a feud or like are closely related. Um, uh, sometimes Travis will do like eras against each other, like this era versus this era. And Colin likes to pick two different artists that have zero relation to each other, like just fucking light years apart. And I'm always like, why did you fucking put them together? But it always makes like such an uncomfortable conversation because like why am i talking about steely dan and gangstar but <laughs> <here> we are <laughs> and uh it's it it's fun man it, it's a fucking riot so please shout out to dms obviously like uncle warren and everybody else you guys it's been a fucking blast um just to even get anybody to listen to this show of us three idiots talking about nothing all the time <laughs> I love your guys' show. If you guys haven't checked it out yet, make sure you do. Um, other than that, hit us with all of your socials and where you can find all of your stuff. I am Neek Lopez on everything. Um, you see my silly vinyl videos where I basically do record ASMR on TikTok. Um, you can see me on Instagram. Um, posting a lot of DJ related stuff, me at this gig, me making fun of all of the people that live downtown, um, being weird. Um, find me on Twitter, making rants about very specific DJ things. Um, and yeah, that's where I'm at. And then five on five podcast on everything except for Twitter, five on five pod. All right, there you have it. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to sit down with us here today and chat with us, and it was Yo, awesome. Thank you guys for having me. This is a blast. <laughs> I'm glad yeah, we thank got to you. do this finally. Yeah, yeah, finally, yeah. It's great. Uh, and yeah, yeah. once again, if you guys are in the market for DJ edits, make sure you hit up directmusicservice.com. Use the promo code Drew and Fuse Show if you're looking for that that fresh uh, way to keep your beard looking nice. You know, keep you your hit facial up hair beard. real nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit up Briggs Beard Company. Use promo code DAFS. And uh, if you're interested in turning your party up to an 11, make sure you use our uh, promo code link uh, in the description of the video for Club Cannon. Also, if you haven't and you want to leave us a voicemail, you can. It's 562-246-YOLO. You can leave us a voicemail. We will air it on the show. We will play it. It could be a drunk dial. It can be um, a random thought about how much you hate Drew and I's faces and you just want to punch it. It can be anything uh, on anything. Anything you want, we'll air it. We don't care. Um, and that's going to wrap it up for today. So until next time, we'll see you later. Peace. Peace.